0: Welcome
1: to Arcade Audio.
0: My name's Deb and my
1: name's Peyton. Come on over, because we're still waiting. It's movie night, and we're both gay. It's hard to find a movie that way. Lucky for you, we found a few. It's queer,
0: it's
1: movie night. All right, should we count it off?
0: Yeah. Is the power of the dog LGBT? <laughs> I saw that when I hey, looked We're about off. to talk about it right now. <laughs>
1: I saw that when I looked up the Wikipedia page this morning. <laughs> all right, should we do one, two, three? Yes. All right. One, two, three.
0: Hi. Hi. Hello, I'm Deb.
1: And I'm Peyton. And this is Queer this is Movie queer
0: Night. Movie Night. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we do usually say it
1: all together. And this is Queer Movie Night. And this is, this is Queer Movie Night. Queer Movie Night. Movie night.
0: <laughs> and this is Queer Movie Night. <laughs> Thank you guys
1: for listening. Um we're so happy to be here. Um I think that the Oscars are coming up.
0: Um I know that they You know what? Are. I also think that the Oscars are coming up. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to roast you right out the gate. No, 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 I love it. I love it. You know it. what I, I think? Th- I think that the Oscars might be coming I up. I think that the Oscars <laughs> <laughs> My weather
1: forecast says the um the Oscar. there's a Thirty. My prediction is that there's a 30% chance that the Oscars are coming up.
0: <laughs> Very nice.
1: Very nice. A 30% chance that it's already raining, as, as Karen would say. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> um, and yeah, I was watching this movie and I just thought, wow, this is a really different kind of queer movie. I feel like we should do it and talk about it yeah i this didn't even know to be one of the oscar nom movies yeah i didn't know going in that it was i didn't either be, um so the most queer movie
0: right it's the most oscar-nominated movie this year i was just saying that before we started recording
1: recording yeah recording. that's crazy to me i didn't know, i didn't know that but it, it makes sense since all the actors are nominated
0: Yeah, and I told Peyton, I think two out of the four actors that are nominated are going to win for sure. I think Kirsten is going to win, and I think Benedict is going to win. And I think if Jesse and Cody win, then that's, like, incredible. But that's my prediction here and now. I love the Oscars so much. The Oscars are, like, I literally take off the next day of work, uh, the Monday (laughs) after work, every year, because I get hammered on champagne and I scream (laughs) at the TV for three hours my friend and I love
1: it. Yeah, my friend Caitlin has a very um, emotional. Our Caitlin,
0: yeah, our mutual Caitlin. Caitlin's uh,
1: yeah, love Caitlin. Caitlin Joseph. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, she has a very emo- Um, she's like emotionally tethered to the Oscars. Like if. If for some reason she couldn't watch it, she would ha- she would have like a, a breakdown. <laughs> um, if you were watching it with her, there are very strict rules that like you cannot speak during the Oscars. Like, yeah, she's like, we never <laughs>
0: I'm literally the exact same way. I mean, I don't see I don't Caitlin know. that often. I guess when yeah. we do see each other, it's basically us screaming in each other's faces. Like, hi, <laughs> I love you. If she heard this, she would laugh because it's exactly how that, how that happens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I feel very, I feel very much so the same a couple years ago. Oh my God. It was during hometowns run. And I's first Herald team. And I, we had My a, Sunday, <laughs> it was our, you didn't need to keep going. We all know how that ended. We all know how IO ended. <laughs> Thank you. IO basement, which is where we recorded for the, for a, some, yeah, yeah. a good like year or two of this podcast. Um, I was going to say, uh, blah, blah, blah. we had a home, a Sunday night run and there was a show. The night of the Oscars. And I f- freaked. I didn't oh, yeah. I, know. Remember I was that. very upset. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, a couple years later, somebody I I had, like when I was like really performing a lot, like pre COVID, mm. I I two years in a row, people were like, Can can you do this show this night? And I was like, No, no, because it's the Oscars. It's the goddamn Academy Awards. your your show on a sunday night that let's be real probably no one will be at is not more important right than my happiness and my happiness is the oscars but you know this year i hope i hope they figure it out because with all the controversy of like cutting all mad about that oh my god i'm i'm pissed about it it takes away the magic of like the whole evening and everybody on twitter has been making the point that like the people who don't want to see that aren't watching the oscars in the first place yeah. so who are they like the people who are watching the oscars love the oscars yeah and
1: since when do people care about the oscars being five hours long like
0: i don't care I don't that care. it's <laughs> hours long yeah <laughs> it's not it's for like the people who don't want to yeah. yeah i don't know that that <laughs> shit pisses me off that's yeah. shit pisses me
1: off i agree i agree (laughs) Uh, oh yeah um but uh so this film is called the the power of the dog um and it's a western i think um no i was gonna say it's our first western but desert hearts is maybe
0: not really a western but
1: it's a western flavor (laughs)
0: Western flavor, <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: that's a good one. Western um,
1: flavor. yeah, and yeah, I just watched this because I knew it was I. I knew Kirsten Dunst was in it, and it was going to be one of the Oscar movies. Um, uh uh-huh. So and then
0: it was a surprise. Yeah, and and I was like, was wait, what? Yeah, yeah, and I was like, what?
1: What was yeah, what what was your cause I think I was watching it and I was like I was like okay okay interesting interesting and then like when well I mean obviously um Cody Smith McPhee's character is very um <clears throat> from the beginning coded as like an effeminate uh person and is is written um, in a way that you think that he's gay. So, so I guess that part wasn't surprising. But then um, Benedict uh, Benedict Cumberbatch's character sort of like halfway through the film um, revealed to be um, a closeted homosexual. So, like, what was your experience watching the movie um, when like when like you were I guess discovering that that was like part, sort of part
0: of like the main narrative. um i mean i'm such a naive movie watcher for someone who watches movies truly constantly yeah. <laughs> people are like you didn't see this coming and i'm like no <laughs> do you remember the awful movie last christmas with amelia clark that came out that emma thompson wrote
1: a couple I have years not seen ago, it, but I know that she's like she has a terminal disease. And Henry Golding,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, a horrible movie, one of the worst. <laughs> Written by Emma Thompson, which is fucked because she's one of my favorites, <laughs> and she's an like she's a great, she's just so good. She's a great writer, she's a great actress, yeah. but it's yeah. truly horrible. But there's <laughs> this twist that happens at the end of it where you, where it's revealed. Sorry for this to spoil. 2019's last
1: Christmas,
0: (laughs) where it's like he's been dead the whole time, (gasps) and I, Kayla and I, and Cedars, Kayla's the same as me. We gasped, the gasp, the audible gasp that came out of my mouth. And you know how many people I told, and they fucking roasted my ass for that. And what, looking back, I'm like, well, it's insane. Who's insane? objectively, it was me have to watch for reacting that way. Looking yeah. back, they're not insane for giving me a hard time. I'm insane that I didn't <laughs> see this coming. And then it made me really look, look hard at how I watch film... And it turns out every single twist that ever happens, I never see coming, and it's so stupid.
1: And I think well, the next the next film that we're covering um, has a huge oh. twist. I <gasps>
0: that did that- one?
1: and I was truly gagged. <laughs> we were I cannot we wait two. to talk about it. I was truly gagged. I'm so we excited. were too.
0: Okay, well, I'm glad you feel that way. So we'll talk about that one. I know, but I I just like so. T- I'm like, how do I watch? this many like I watch movies constantly why am I this surprised this is just because I'm like there's one part of my brain that doesn't calculate something that everyone should have when watching a movie I don't know some people just are like oh I see this twist coming from a mile away my a bit that Kayla yeah, whatever, and I, not a,
1: whatever those people
0: yeah whatever <laughs> I was kind of recently I I said while watching something I looked at Kayla something happened <laughs> and I went I went, what are the odds? And she was like...
1: (laughs) I love that exclamation.
0: What are the odds? Somebody wrote this, you dumb fuck is the answer to that so what are the odds the odds yeah, are real. it was it's written real this life. way
1: <laughs> it's not real life someone planned it
0: <laughs> ever <laughs> since that that's it. like any time there's a big twist. since i said that like that's months so sweet, ago though, we're like so what are the, the odds <laughs> <laughs> what are the odds of that happening that's crazy <laughs>
1: You get so immersed in the world that it feels real to you. So that that's good. That's what every filmmaker
0: wants, you know. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you for validating me.
1: Of course, always.
0: Because apparently, I watch I watch movies <laughs> through the lens of a six year old brain, and that's my experience. <laughs> Wait. So, what was the question?
1: I was asking. Oh, Classic way. <laughs> What your experience, like, what your reaction was when you uh, were watching this movie and realized that it was, like, a queer oh. film or that or that it, that it was going to be such an important part of the, the film's story, I guess.
0: Yeah. It shocked me. And I know I watched it, like, pretty recently after it first, like, came out, after they released mm-hmm. it. But I feel like I didn't hear anything about it being queer. So that was yeah. the extra thing. It's, like, I'm on Twitter all the time. Mm-hmm. Usually people are pretty good at spoiling that kind of shit on Twitter. Yeah. So yeah. I just didn't see it coming at all, um and then well, and the way that it turned the story hmm oh my god it's so it's so integral to the plot I mean it's the exactly, whole story exactly,
1: yeah, it completely changes the the path of the story for sure
0: mm-hmm.
1: um which is why I felt like it, it was something that we should talk about um and also like like in the not that this movie has had a lot of um you know uh um what's the word i'm thinking for like promotion and things like that like i don't think there was anything in it that gave away like what it was really about um and of course like it's based off of a novel from 1967 written by a queer author um and so if you're a fan of the novel you probably came into the movie knowing the story but if not then then it was it was definitely like a it was a surprise for me, like because I did not come into this film thinking it would be the type of film that it was, which was um, interesting and fun. So um, before we get into the um, into the plot, I'm just gonna say that if you haven't seen it, um, you should probably listen, watch it, and then listen to this because we're gonna spoil a lot of it. Um, presumably,
0: uh, isn't that kind of what we do?
1: Yeah, that's usually what we do. I just, like, feel like our movies are usually a lot older than this one. Oh, so. I do, yes. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so, um, I guess.
1: Yeah, I It came out this year, so I feel like maybe I should say uh, something about it.
0: That's um, so sweet. Could you imagine somebody <laughs> clicking on this not knowing that's what we do every time? I mean, maybe this would be the first episode someone clicked on. I don't know.
1: Yeah, who knows? That would be cool. <sighs> I don't
0: know. Sorry, sorry um, to interrupt. No, no,
1: no please interrupt me anytime
0: um <laughs> how do you know i do and i will <laughs> <laughs>
1: um so it takes place in um 1925 in montana and probably we're probably going to use the actor's names more than we use the character's names but um it uh starts with a focus on phil and a brother's phil and george burbank who own a ranch um phil is played by benedict cumberbatch and uh, and George is played by uh, Jesse Plemons, who is uh, Kirsten Dunst's uh, real life husband.
0: Which I love. Um,
1: yes, uh, and then um, they are visiting a inn um, that is run by a widow named Rose, played by Kirsten Dunst, and her son uh, Peter, who's played by. Uh, Cody uh, Smith-McPhee who is like 10 pounds wet. He's like so small. (laughs) Um, And basically uh, while they're at the dinner um, Phil uh, Benedict Cumberbatch's (laughs) character um, starts <clears throat> is very like this very like hyper masculine like cowboy type of character. Um, he, when he meets Rose's son, he notices like his effeminate behavior and like starts making fun of him and like everybody sort of like joins in with him. <clears throat> and George, so the brothers are both very different. Like Phil is this hyper masculine type of character. George is like this more laid back, soft spoken type of character. Um, and they, their relationship is very, like, it seems like they would not be friends if they were not related type of deal. Um, and so, uh, Phil makes fun of Peter and that upsets, uh, his mother Rose, Kirsten Dunst's character, and George notices that she gets upset and is there to comfort her. And so George and Rose um, start to fall in love. They get married, um, much to Phil's uh, dismay. He does not like her or her son. Um, and he thinks that she's just after their money because they own a ranch and they have a lot of money. I'm not sure if they have money from the ranch or if, like, just parent wealth. I think it's hard to figure out. I think they I think their parents might be wealthy because Phil I think they said Phil went to like a really prestigious school at um, one point. Oh yeah, you're right, you're right. Um, uh but so then uh George and Rose get married and Rose moves to their ranch. And so Peter stays behind to go uh he's studying medicine at um at whatever school he was going to. Um, and while Rose is there, uh, George is um, excited to introduce her to his family. And he wants her to play, like, piano for them because she played piano for the moving pictures. Um, <laughs> and um,
0: she's... such a stressful sequence of the movie. Oh, my God. This yeah, plot yeah. line is so fucking stressful. Yeah. We so, like, Rose to- is very, like... Sh- it's obvious that she
1: comes from like the working class. Like she's not, she's very like soft-spoken. She, she does what she has to do, but like, she's does not, she does not aspire for like greatness. Like early on in the movie, Peter shows her like this picture of a mansion and, and, and she's like, Oh, I don't want that house. Like that'd be too many rooms to clean that type of thing. Um, we kind of have that in common. Yeah. <laughs> you and Rose. I identify with Rose. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I do too. I think she's a very, um, she's a very likable character, easy to identify with. Yeah. Um, and so he keeps like saying like, oh, you're going to play piano and that type of thing. And she's very anxious about doing this because she's like, I'm not like, I'm not a great like musician and, and things like that. I just did this as like a job type of thing. And, um, Phil, for his part, is very uh dismissive of her he he does these things to like to to make her more anxious he um and to the point that she that that she gets upset and and when this dinner party comes about, he doesn't show up for the most part and then at the end of it, he shows up and like starts making fun of her and so Um, he's sort of belittling her and bullying her to the point that she starts drinking, which before she did not drink at all. Like she didn't touch the stuff. She hated it. Yeah. She hated drinking. So, so she sort of um, starts doing that to like cope with it. Um, And this, this uh, movie is told in like certain parts. So there's like a little, little time jumps. So after she starts drinking, um, Peter comes Um, to stay at the ranch because I think it's like summer break for school. Um, And he notices that his mom has started drinking and that like things are sort of unraveling for her. Um, And he um, starts to get to know Peter a little more. Um, And uh, at one point he is, uh, he's, Uh, because he's a doctor he's like setting traps around the ranch to catch animals so that he can dissect them and like look at them um and he's going to like fix a trap and he finds phil in the woods um where, where there's this sort of reveal that he is um a closeted homosexual because he um this whole time he's been talking about this mentor that he had, Bronco Henry, that he idolizes. And um, he is um, using the Bronco Henry scarf like to pleasure himself. And then also Peter finds these uh, men's fitness magazines that once belonged to Bronco Henry that, uh, that Phil has hidden in a shoebox, And it's got all these uh, photos of um, naked men's bodies. Uh, and then he discovers uh, Phil bathing bathing in the in the river or a lake or something and and Phil starts yelling at him like thinking that he 's spying on him I guess because he 's gay um, and this whole time Phil is still like uh, bullying him and like making fun of him in front of all the other ranch hands mm-hmm. but I think at this point because phil's discovered this Maybe this um, this thing that makes them the same. They start to form. Phil starts to uh, sort of offer this friendship and 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 wants to teach him how to make uh, a lasso, um, which is hard for Rose to watch because Peter was this one person that she felt she could rely on, and now it seems like Phil is taking him away. Mm-hmm. Um. So then. So that. They start building this friendship. Rose is getting worse with her alcoholism. She gets to the point where she is um, you know becoming really emotionally upset that they're hanging out together and um she does uh, she does something the so they on the ranch they skin I don't know. What they're they're skinning the cattle, I guess, or I don't know why they do that. I don't know. I don't remember. I don't. I don't understand ranches and farming and and things like that. I
0: don't either.
1: <laughs> but they have these. um... <laughs> they have these skins that um, that they don't need to use, I guess, to make to make some things. But the ones that they don't use, they just burn because Phil doesn't want other people to have them. Um and And Rose finds out that he does that um and she decides to sell them to the local well she does she just sort of gives them to the to the Native Americans who came by to get them um, and they give her some nice gloves, but she does it to piss him off I think and then in in that moment she she passes out because she's got some sort of illness from drinking too much alcohol. Um and then she when Phil the finds out she passes the fuck out. Baby girl
0: face plants in the middle of the trees. <laughs>
1: <laughs> my face my fa- <laughs> I just noticed this yesterday because I because I was watching it again. And when they put her into bed, she's like wearing the, the gloves that the um Native American Native Americans give her and Jesse Plummins tries to like take one off and she's like, No, they're mine. <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, she was passed out, but she like woke up to like to tell him not to say her gloves. <laughs> My gloves. Um, so that obviously Phil's upset about that. And uh and he because he was gonna use those skins to make Peter the lasso, but then Peter says that um, you know, he has some some uh stripped uh hide or skins um that they can use for the lasso and um that sort of calms phil down um so then phil makes that and then all of a sudden he gets very sick Um, that's a
0: very big scene though
1: that is a huge scene so during that scene when he gets sicker
0: beforehand uh, before he gets sick, the, yeah. the when they're actually like making,
1: so, yes. Yeah, so, when he's so when Phil's making the uh lasso, he confides in Peter that he like how close he was with Bronco Henry. And Peter, Peter asks, like, were you friends? And he was like, actually, we're more than friends. Bronco Henry saved my life. Bronco, um, Henry. Bronco, Every time Henry. I hear
0: Bronco Henry. I want to say it like Bronco Henry, <laughs> it makes <laughs> you think happen? of. I don't know if
1: you've ever seen uh, Annie Get Your Gun, but it makes me think of Buffalo Bill every time. I always want to call yes. him Buffalo Bill. Totally. Um, <laughs> Buffalo um, Bill and Bronco Henry. <laughs> Bronco Henry. Um, so he, he tells them that he saved his life like well, they were uh, stuck in like a snowstorm or like a, in a blizzard and um, Bronco Henry saved his life by lying next to him and holding him close so that they would show each other's body heat. And Peter asks if they were naked and then bronco henry like doesn't give him an answer so it sort of confirms that they had this relationship that he's never really opened up to anybody about um and i I also noticed in this um second viewing that phil says that he was about the same age as peter was when when he became friends with bronco henry Mm -hmm. so there's this interesting like um sort of parallel i guess to like phil and peter and and i'm guessing phil might see the relationship a little in that sort of like same light
0: yeah uh but it's a very tense scene it
1: is yeah it's yeah.
0: like the tension in it is wolf like there's in a, a lot in of tension in this movie like, oh, oh my god the tension is crazy in this movie but this scene yeah. specifically just like sticks with you i think because of this because there is so much sexual tension Mm-hmm. for the first time between those two characters. Yeah. And the, um, I read an article about it, about people's, like, reaction to the scene and how the biggest thing that sticks out is how the power dynamic between the two men totally switch. Like, yeah, absolutely. he has control in that yeah. scene, finally.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think Ooh. overall, Peter has a lot more control for a lot of the movie then we, then we as an audience know. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You're right.
1: That's Yeah. A good um, so a- after that point, like, a co- it seems like in the movie, almost the next day, Phil gets very sick and he can't leave his room. And then very quickly he dies and we, and we see the funeral um, and we find out from the doctor at the funeral that it's most likely that Phil died from anthrax, which in the second viewing, I noticed that like early on in the film, like he said, he, he notes like that some of the farm animals die from anthrax that he, and, and they make a point to show you that like Phil is very careful not to handle those diseased animals and things like that. And George makes, um, actually has a line that says like, that's very strange. Like he would have never um, handled a diseased animal or, or that type of type of thing. And so then um, the movie moves towards Peter's room and you see Peter handling the um, lasso with gloved hands. And we, we get that confirmation that the skins that he gave Phil were diseased and came from like a an animal that had anthrax, um, which he would have known because he has the medical books and he knows the terms and, and he spoke of and um and we um, in the final shot of the film we see uh, George and Rose coming home from the funeral and um, sharing a um, romantic moment and it seems like they're going to be in a better place from now on. And, um, and then Peter turns away and, and you, you notice that he smiles and then the film ends. So that's the, the, the main, uh, plot of the film, um, without getting into details on, on some scenes. Um, yeah. What did you, what did you think of a movie, Deb?
0: I liked it a lot i thought it was really beautiful that was beautiful yeah it's a
1: really it's a really pretty film for sure it really
0: is it it's never not beautiful to the eye every single Mm -hmm. scene the cinematography is amazing to me and Mm -hmm. the score is really haunting i'm a sucker for a for a sad (laughs) haunting score i lost Spencer. not to go up spencer's like my i think my favorite score of the season wasn't nominated but um if you've seen it if you haven't seen it highly recommend (laughs) <laughs> big, fan. big big yes. k2 fan um yes. but the the score just like really stuck with me in combination with how it looked visually mm-hmm. it was just like a very haunting two hours absolutely a very tense two hours but i thought yeah. it was so good um so well and it's interesting and it that- everything. the story was so good and the twist honestly it's sh- i was like whoa yeah i just, you know, already talked about that yeah. Any twist will get me in a movie, but this was a really <laughs> good twist.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't know that the movie was two hours. It's strange because it's kind of like a slow movie, but it doesn't feel like two hours. Yeah. Um,
0: it is a slow movie. It's not a ton of dialogue either.
1: Mm-mm. No, it's a lot of yeah.
0: But a lot there's of so quiet much attention. moments.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the
0: like, even the scene, and a lot
1: of visual storytelling for sure. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah.
0: This, like, the scene that, besides the scene between uh, the two men at the end, with the anthrax in the water. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, what was I wasn't going to say. Oh, it was, what I was, what, was the scene where Kirsten had to play piano for everybody. I was like. Yeah,
1: that's really tense.
0: So stressful. Yeah. And, like, the feeling on a much lower level of your family being like, do your comedy for us. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, and I, I've, do you know how many times I've had to not even like I've had to sing songs in my living room yeah. for, for for like family friends? Yeah, up until I was like an old age. Yeah. So I sang a I sang a, a Southern gospel song called His Life for Mine in my parents' living room for their child <laughs> for my childhood babysitter Gloria when I was seventeen <laughs> years old because my parents forced me. I was not yeah. eleven or seven. <laughs> I was seven fucking teen with a track. I do a karaoke track and stand in the living room while this woman just sat on the couch and looked up at me, smiling and being like Praise God the whole time. It was so, <laughs> one of the top moments of my life that I wish I could could forget. But my parents made me do this shit all the time, and I. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so that was triggering for you.
0: I mean, like a little bit, and also like the comedy thing of like show us your comedy. What are you doing? Yeah. Or, show us your yeah. bit, or like show do your showcase for us. I'm, like. <laughs> That is the moment that like shot of, of Kirsten just like sit, sitting at the table while everybody's waiting for her. And she's just yeah. like, also just recently, a couple days ago, I went to a- a somebody's apartment, their birthday party. And uh, this really sweet guy was like, I heard you're a musician. And I was like, no. um, yep. Yep. Yes. Yes. Question mark. But I'm going to try lightly with how I answer this. And he was like, Please play my guitar, and I was like, "God, fuck oh my God, I'm like, I'm guns and power of the dog again! Why does this keep <laughs> happening?" <to me? laughs> and really the question: plays
1: someone else's instrument?
0: And here's the thing that I extra identify with: with Rose, yeah. I'm just okay at it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I told I told him I was like, you don't understand. Yes, I'm a musician. I, I like, disagree, f-
1: but yeah,
0: my first instrument is my voice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. Okay. My second instrument is guitar. And you want to know how well I play guitar? I play guitar as well as I need to to do what I need to do. I learned guitar <laughs> because it's the only way I can perform live. Okay? That's it. Right. It's like piano. I play both of yeah. those things just well enough. Do I want to be better? Sure, but do I feel the need to like want to I don't know. No. Oh, and George and then,
1: brings like a grand piano in yes, like, and it's like the Governor, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, the Governor. yeah, the, the governor, governor is and here.
0: perform <laughs> your song and she's just dying inside. Yeah. I, um, I got uh, it
1: all too well. Talk like, about tension, that scene where she's trying to practice the song. and then, uh, and then Phil is like practice like playing the song on his banjo in but his room, and just, her like ass. staring down at her. yeah. Like, just picking away, like, a crazy, like, uh, uh, yeah, that's so tough.
0: Thanks for listening to my little sidebar. This just happened course, to me a couple days can. ago. The that's, guitar yeah. thing. <laughs> it was so sweet and well-intentioned, but I was like, yeah. I've never wanted to do anything less. Yeah. And
1: what you know you what? Say? I did what? it
0: because I'm not. Nice. Oh, you
1: did do it. Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> I, said, pri- I said, if we go into this room, <laughs> go into this room, and I, I don't have to do concert. It, Yes. I was like, as long as I don't have to do it in front of everybody. And he was like, that's yeah. totally fine. And then I did it. And then he, at the end, was like, and I'm just like strumming the guitar. And I'm yeah. like, I'm not going to like do this crazy finger pick thing right now because that's not how I play yeah. and whatever. Yeah. And he was like, wow, it really fits you. I would really like if you took my guitar. And I was like, excuse me? Uh, baking powder? What? And he was like, yeah. <laughs> this guy was from Colorado.
1: I'm so sorry it's to the so people. To get I don't of think
0: guitar. any of the people who were at this birthday party listened to this podcast, so I think that's yeah. why I'm saying. But <laughs> he was like, yeah, I want you to take my guitar. And I was like, don't you live in Colorado? And he was like, yes, but consider it insurance so that you have to see me again and we have to make music together. And I was like, that's oh, so yeah. nice. But no fucking way, I'm going to fucking take your guitar. What yeah. is this? <laughs> so it was one of the most – I was at this party for 90 minutes, and it was the longest – Oh, it was. I'm so. I really. Ho- I don't think anybody listens to this. It was only yeah. a couple people. Uh, work people. Work people don't give a fuck about your creative things. <laughs> um, but I, oh my god, I was. I, it was just a lot. So basically, all I'm saying is, Rose and I are kindred spirits. <laughs> yeah. And then I also had a lot of alcohol because <laughs> I was like, I gotta get through this. I gotta get through this. Right. <laughs>
1: I love um, <laughs> Sorry No, I oh, love it yeah, well, I guess it. we
0: should talk about the movie again
1: I loved every moment I loved the whole journey
0: You're so kind and the
1: destination. No, I'm not kind I'm This kind is just what your... we
0: do <laughs> I, I go on my little rants And then Pete goes, alright Come back <laughs> Come back, please
1: Um I um I love the the focusing on the queer characters. I love the dichotomy of like the the different uh types of queer characters that we get. Like one that is very rooted, rooted in in um you know this toxic masculinity this like the to the point of like he really the only woman that we really see him interact with is Rose, and he treats her terribly, and is really yeah. awful. And like we see him like beat like a horse. That that is sort of like very obviously he's like sort of seeing her in, in the film, um and then we we see this very caring, very considerate, <clears throat> seemingly type of person in Peter, who is really trying to look after his mom and 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 make sure that she does. All right. And the film actually opens with a voiceover from uh Peter talking about his father passing away, um and killing himself and and wanting to make sure that his mother it's something like every son needs to make sure that her, his mother is is safe and happy. Um which is really the the through line for this character that it seems like he is uh, in the plot, it seems like he's sort of distancing himself and and moving away by by this uh, forming this friendship with um, with Phil, but then you really see where his loyalty lies, like at the end of the film. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. I think I think what draws me to this film is just like the complicated the the complicated characterizations of the two queer men in it mm-hmm. um, because they're not necessarily uh, likable or they're, they're not just like um, they're not traditional uh, heroes of, of the story, I guess they're, yeah. they're everybody, everybody is complicated and has um, their flaws and their, their dark, their darknesses, I guess. Yeah.
0: They're like almost both, villains yeah, yeah. want to villainize the only queer characters but it's just like how it is but yeah i feel like this is the type of film though that like gets away with that because of the way that they tell the story and and right. how how like dynamic and in like deep the characters are
1: yeah
0: or like how you were saying how complicated they are like they're not just like a straightforward thing like there's so much that goes into each character into why they are the way they are. Mm-hmm. And I think it's cool. I think it's it was really cool that both of them are, like, not great in their own way, but you find out what made them the way that they are, and right. even with... even and their with,
1: motivations. Yeah, and with,
0: like, Peter, like, at the end, you find out his motivation is that he just really fun loves his mom. Yeah, yeah.
1: He
0: just loves his mom and yeah. wants to protect her. Yeah. And there's something very simple and beautiful about that, even though he yeah. murdered somebody in yeah. in, in her <laughs> honor, but he was truly killing her. Yeah, like yeah, it was killing her.
1: Right, right. And I almost, um, I almost like when I was watching the movie, I was like, you know what? Good for him. <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> I sort of hate Phil. Like he is really terrible.
0: He really is. <laughs>
1: And like um that is, I think that's like an important reason like why the story takes place, like when and where it does. And like it's obvious that like the the Phil is a victim of, you know, his time and that that um, you know that the culture and this this his surroundings, like, um you know that that toxic masculinity comes from somewhere and and you know it it is important like that this play that this uh film takes place when it does but it's also important like to think about when that this movie is coming out now because there is toxic masculinity in the queer community there is like there, is, there are these complex these um you know complicated conversations of like what it means to be a man and what it means to be a queer man. Like, and, and as, as, um, our conversations about gender become more, um, uh, complicated and, and, um, you know, uh, personal, um, you know, everyone's relationship to their queerness is different. And it's interesting to see like, Phil, who is very, you know, um, is sort of hiding like his true nature and, and, um, really putting, putting up a front of sort of who he is and like has this idea of what it's like to be a real man. Like he constantly criticizes his brother, George, like he calls him a fat. So he thinks he's like, he's weak and like, he, he isn't, he isn't a real man. and he, he, uh, you know, bullies Peter, and and then Peter is this character who is is effeminate and and doesn't seem in this film to really um, care that other people see him that way. Like mm-hmm. um, he, he doesn't like Phil because he's he's like openly bullying him and, and doing things like that, but he doesn't seem upset that 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 his behavior is being called out as like effeminate or or um you know quote unquote gay behavior like it's really his mother that's upset about like him being bullied and and that type of thing and so it's interesting to see <clears throat> one character in Phil who is uncomfortable with his queerness and then um Peter who who it's never outright said that he's queer i I think the filmmakers and the actors have said that these people are queer, but it's never said outright in the film and i i th- there's something I admire about how comfortable he is with like just being like that's how he behaves. I feel like I'm bumbling, but
0: yeah, no, totally no, I totally agree, yeah, it does seem like he's pretty unapologetically himself yeah doesn't seem to want to change himself even though people constantly make fun of him yeah 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 i think it's cool alarming also by the way when we first find <laughs> out that he is truly tearing apart animals bodies i get it because you had right. to then yeah. to any did med yeah. school Oh, also random, not that random reveal
1: of like him, him killing the rabbit that he found. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But
0: uh, how about the little bit part from Thomas and Mackenzie, who's like,
1: is that the the little maid? Yeah, the little kitchen girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, she's did you big see, now. Uh, yeah, did you see um, uh, last night in Soho? That's what I, I know did. her from. Yeah, I saw
0: yeah. th- both of her big ones this year: last night in Soho and Old classic old m night Shyamalan. oh is she
1: an old i haven't seen that one yet but i I've feel heard like good i things. talked
0: about old and how much i loved it and how stupid it fucking was and <laughs> i saw and a couple scary parts not gonna lie yeah. because it's M night Shyamalan there's gonna be a couple like you love things. an m
1: night Shyamalan vehicle honestly gotcha. i was just
0: talking yeah. about the village and how people hate it but i was talking to kate royal about it in front of the pod yeah. and Corey yeah. anderson and we all love the village i love the village i know people always think- hate it but i think the twist is great
1: yeah, I think that The Village um, got a bad rap when it came out, but I think a lot of people appreciate it more now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I did like it. Um, I think yeah. that might have been the first M. Night Shyamalan I saw, so I didn't really have Oh, really? That in... my yeah, family I didn't. Is...
0: I, didn't
1: I, I hadn't seen The Sixth Sense yet, so I didn't oh, have that to compare to.
0: The Sixth Sense and Signs were, like, well, oh, I did signs, heavily watched yeah. in my family. My family loves, like, horror, but specifically, like, Paranormal slash alien right. alien horror. Yeah,
1: um, Signs scared the, me because the um, the kid
0: had asthma and I have yeah, asthma. Evangelical family also. Yeah. <laughs> it makes no sense. Um, yeah. The asthma. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen Signs in so long, but I still watch it all the time. Like, what a weird movie to watch constantly when you were a kid with your family, <laughs> with your pastor. Yeah. With yeah. your family, who are all pastors, um, but. All that to say, uh, old was fucking fun. I laughed out loud multiple times. It was very dumb. It knew it was dumb. <laughs> Freaky images, and it was great. And then last night in Soho I thought it was pretty good too. Yeah. And I, I think she's great. I think she's like she's obviously on the fast track. Oops sorry, fast track for like mm. for big fame. But when yeah. she shows up like halfway through for only like ten minutes, I was like, Oh, she yeah. must have filmed this before. <laughs> the other big movie she had this year
1: that like made her a star <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah it's yeah. a good little
1: little bit part
0: yeah um, and the actors who play uh is it the parents too it's um
1: i think so the francis
0: francis, yeah, francis Conroy Conroy. from
1: American mm-hmm. Horror Story yeah
0: yeah 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 yeah
1: Yeah. she plays the the mom i like the, the parents are just called old lady and old gent oh, on yeah. the cast list yeah
0: Oh, yeah, and I'm looking at the cast list right now, and I forgot that Paul Dano... I just gargled it. Right, Paul Dano was supposed to be Jesse Plemons.
1: Yeah, Paul Dano and Elizabeth Moss were going to be uh, George and Rose, which, which would have been a completely you know, different movie.
0: <laughs> a totally different movie, but it would have... It's the exact two people like to, to be cast alongside right. Kirsten Dunst and Jesse Plemons. Like, the yeah. casting was so on the money. Yeah, that it you know, it wasn't like Jen Aniston who was play, supposed to play Rose, like it makes so much <laughs> sense that those were the two, and that the people they hired to replace them, it just makes right. so much sense. Yeah, they're like all in the same universe for me as yeah, far as like yeah. acting style.
1: They would all be on Fargo, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah. But I love oh my god, and I love that Kirsten and Jesse are married in real life and they were nominated for their first Oscar together. I the know
1: it's very
0: cute. Big sucker for a story like that. Yeah. Oh, jeez.
1: I, I love Jesse Clemens because he was in Other People.
0: Oh my god! I Other People.
1: Yeah.
0: Didn't we do? We did Other People, right? We did
1: Other People. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Other
0: People fucked me up. That's a, <laughs> such a good fucking movie. I'm a, Jesse Plemons. Uh, my favorite role of his is Gary in Game Night, which if no one has seen, oh, I Game still haven't seen Game Night. Yeah. Oh my I god, watch it's it, so I know you've underrated. It a few times yeah if it were gay I'd, or even remotely queer i'd find a way to shoehorn it into this <laughs> i love that movie it's so underrated like half the people who have said have you seen game night have heard of it and i yeah. saw it two times in theaters that's how much i loved it it's wow. so funny it's also like randomly shot really beautifully it's yeah. like because it's shot like a game like they're playing a game oh interesting time, but it's, like it's really cool. Rachel McAdams. We should
1: get together and watch it. Yeah, I've heard Rachel McAdams is really
0: oh, good in She's so good in it. It's Jason Bateman. Who doesn't love Jason Bateman? But uh, <laughs> Jesse Plemons, well, I mean, he's kind of been, I don't know. There's some stuff. I don't know what the rest of develop. Okay, never mind. Anyway, uh, <laughs> love Jesse Plemons in it, though. Jesus Christ, yeah. stop. I need to be, do you know that gif of uh, Sandra Oh as Christina Yang going, somebody sedate me. Yeah, <laughs> That's how I feel right now.
1: <laughs> oh, iconic moment on Graves. <laughs>
0: Oh, I guess I said gif, but I could have just said that scene. But I feel like that gif is, like, always yeah, used on Twitter. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm um, talking a million miles per hour, and I'm like, it's 11 o'clock. Jesus Christ, Deb. <laughs> I mean, it's not 11 a.m. for everybody else who's listening to this, but it sure is for you two, and I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: that's good. it's good. You're good.
0: What are you drinking? Water. Oh, it looked like.
1: It's in a silver. The, it's in like a.
0: I thought it was like a tall boy,
1: like a tall. Oh, boy. that's a, like I'm drinking a beer.
0: I did kind of call you out. If it it's was okay, a beer, I don't. But it wasn't. I don't like beer, way. so. It wasn't in a judgy way. I was just curious. I was like, "Is he, Is Peyton drinking a a tall boy Coors Light right now?" <laughs> At eleven a.m. At eleven. <laughs> hmm? No judgment. No judgment. Wow, sorry. That would be really,
1: yeah, that would be like my hidden thing that I did.
0: Aw. Um, like Girl on the Train, Emily Blunt, just always, always sucking on a straw.
1: Oh, is uh, that what she does? I still haven't seen that. I need <laughs> yeah. to.
0: I mean, it was. I have fun. the book, I haven't read it yet. I love Emily Blunt, but it was. Yeah, she's great. She's Emily Blunt. Love Jungle Cruise. I need Jungle Cruise <gasps> Oh, I heard that it was really good. My
1: brother said it was really good. I haven't seen it. Uh,
0: Full circle, Jesse plemons himself. I know there's
1: a gay character in it.
0: Yeah. Explicitly too. For Disney, yeah. it, it's yeah. talked about. They have a conversation about it. Um, Jesse plemons is great in it. I love the rock. I'm sure I've talked about it already. Jesse on-
1: plemons yeah. is in the jungle cruise too.
0: Yeah, he is. Insane. He's like the villain. When oh, I I was telling Kayla about Power of the Dog. He's a good
1: bad guy. He's a good bad guy. Yeah.
0: I was breaking yeah. down the power of the dog of just like here's the gist of like what happens in it because I watched it mm-hmm. with her and she was like oh Jesse Plemons the star of Jungle Cruise and I was like <laughs> the cutest thing I've ever heard
1: I love yes that. star of Jungle Cruise <laughs> <laughs> um see anything else we want to say just about like these two characters and like I was really I was just really surprised by like. I really thought it was going to be a story about Jesse Plemons and, and Kirsten Dunst. And they really just like steal the movie from them like halfway through.
0: Yeah. 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 But they're great supporting characters. Absolutely. Yeah, but this yeah. is absolutely a vessel for, for Phil and Peter. Yeah. And it's such
1: a, I think, I think is another thing that drew it, drew me to it. And, and, um, and made me want to do it for the podcast is that it's such a different relationship between care que- queer characters than we've seen before like it's not there is that sexual tension in that one scene but it's not necessarily a romantic or or sexual relationship in the in the whole scope of the film it's sort of like this <clears throat> this mentor mentee type of relationship this bully type of relationship and then and then there's this hidden layer that we don't even see till the end of like this sort of manipulation and like playing a game of like of like who who really has the power in the relationship and who's <clears throat> who is um on top and and it I think Phil really feels that he has the power the whole time but in the end it it, it was Peter who who outsmarted him and and sort of gained his trust and used his <clears throat> you know. This hidden part of him that they both share um, to, you know, bring about his downfall, mm-hmm. I guess.
0: Yeah. That's why it's so good. Yeah. then It ends and you go, oh. Yeah. It was Peter. Yeah. <laughs> who had control the whole fucking time. Yeah. Wow. Don't you love movies? Don't you just love yeah, film? I do. I do. <laughs> <laughs> Should we rate it?
1: Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Um, so we usually uh, do two type of, type of ratings. One is m- sort of more of a checklist. We do the, um, the Vito-Russo test, which is a media metric for um, evaluating queer representation in film. Um, and the Vito-Russo test is um, follows three rules. One, that the film has to have queer identifying characters, which this one does. Um, the second, that these queer characters are... Um, have personality traits other than being queer, which this one um, certainly does. The characters are very fleshed out and have a lot of layers and are very complicated. The third is that removing these characters from the film would change the plot significantly. I mean, if if the if Cody Schmidt and Benedict Cumberbatch were removed from the film, it'd just be like a quiet little western romance with Christian and Jesse, which I I would still love to watch, but you know, the, the, it would be a different movie entirely. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I would say that it passes. Um, I did, um, it is, look, Cody's character does, I do, do believe he's gay and the the filmmaker, um, uh, Jane uh, Campion and, um, and the actor, Cody Smith McPhee have, have said that this character is gay, but they, they never explicitly say it in the film. Um, and we do know that, um, Phil is because of the, the, the visual clues that we get and, and some subtext in the dialogue. Um, mm-hmm. so I did that. That was my one, that was just my one pullback from the film. Um, and I don't necessarily want them to outright say it, but, um, that was the one thing that I was like, um, I don't know if this, but it is definitely gay. So I don't know what to do about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would say that it passes. Yes. Um, and then we usually do a zero to six rating. Um based hmm, on something from the film.
0: <laughs> I was gonna say um, zero to six, either anthraxes or, pa- <laughs> or, or like paper paper flowers, paper or flowers, or like... <laughs> bronco henrys.
1: <laughs> zero to six bronco henrys. <laughs> <laughs> um
0: yeah
1: and I think yeah I think I would give it um
0: what are you gonna say I'm on the edge of my I want
1: to I want to give it a six but I think I'll give it uh, you know I'm just gonna give it a six I was gonna give it a six too yeah I mean yeah the the, I I hesitated because of the because of like it not actually saying but and also um you know it is sort of about like two queer villains but but it's in a way that like they're not you know it's not a Disney like queer coded villain where it's just like this is just, like, a queer bad person. Like, they're right. very complicated they're, and they're very fleshed out and, like, you see their journey and, like, where they're coming from. Yes. And I think, I think... They're
0: it's, not just, like, a villain and then they also happen to be gay and they're a villain because they're gay. Or they're, yeah, they're exactly. bad because they're a gay person.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I think, I think it says something for progress when we can have... When we've gotten to the point where we can have a film that centers on two queer characters and they can be like they can make bad decisions and do bad things and we're still interested in their story and um yeah we're still invested in like what happens to them um so it's 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 a lot different from queer care queer villains that we've seen before in films where you're either your reaction is supposed to be just like horror or like disgust at like who they are because that's not what this film is about this is really about like understanding these characters and 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 not really necessarily seeing them as 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 bad um as just like out and out bad and yeah yeah
0: yeah so yeah, yeah. i'm gonna give
1: it a say six six, six six bronco henry's <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was just so beautiful
1: yeah and, it's yeah, so just a gorgeous film. And, and I do, like this, do hope it gets the, some accolades that it deserves.
0: Yeah. And even the scene of just, like, uh, Rose and George dancing. It's yeah. Just like dancing that was the, really oh my sweet. God, it's so beautiful. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Okay. <laughs> um,
1: so thank you guys for listening. Um, make sure you follow us on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at uh, Queer Movie Night. And like and subscribe. Leave us a comment um, wherever you listen to the podcast. Uh, you can follow me at Peyton Cody Lynch on Instagram and Twitter,
0: and me, Deborah Duncan, on <laughs> how many times have I done this <laughs> <laughs> on Twitter? And I guess I'm on Facebook. Do I usually say Facebook? Why am I doing this? No, no, no right, usually. right. Right, right. Like your
1: Deborah D bag on. Uh, Instagram, yeah, Deborah
0: right? D bag on Instagram, yeah. which I will never. And change. you can
1: follow. You, you can follow her and uh, Kayla. their band, the Q's, too on Instagram. I guess I
0: could start, and I should start including that.
1: <laughs> if you want to, I mean, I just felt like shouting out to you guys because mm-hmm. I love you so much.
0: oh Um,
1: yeah. yeah, and stay tuned. And um, in another couple weeks, we'll have a another brand new episode. Um one of Deborah's picks Summerland Summerland yeah very good time um yeah so we'll see you then thanks so much for listening all
0: right bye. bye
1: thank you for playing arcade audio play more at arcadeaudio.net